When we talk about the Christmas story, preachers, we often go to either the book of Matthew or the book of Luke. Those are the two books that chronicles the story of Jesus coming to this earth as a baby. So if you heard the story about the Magi coming from the east to visit Jesus, that's in the book of Matthew. Now, if you heard the story about the shepherds coming to visit Mary and Joseph, that's from the book of Luke. Today, I want to talk about the birth of Jesus from the perspective of another biography. It's called the Gospel of John. It says, the word, that's code word for God, became flesh, that means humanity, he became human, and made his dwelling amongst us. The word dwelling right there literally means to pitch a tent. In another translation of this text, it says that he moved into our neighborhood. In other words, Christmas is the celebration of the day that God came and dwelled amongst the humans. He changed his address from heaven to earth. Now, some of you are wondering like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, for me, just a few years ago, we moved homes. And the hardest part of that was packing everything up, transporting the packages, and then unpacking it once we got home. That was a huge task. But God doesn't have any luggage, so I can't imagine that being too hard. And for those of you who read through the Bible, you're probably wondering, I don't see the big deal of this because hasn't God been with us here on earth this whole time? I mean, think about Adam. It says that God dwelled with Adam. Or Abraham. It seems like he was in contact with Abraham all the time. Or Moses for that matter. In the middle of the Old Testament, they built this thing called a temple. Wasn't that God making his home here on earth? And I would say you're absolutely right. God has been with humanity this whole time. So what makes Christmas so special? And so in order to find that out, I want to take you with me to Genesis chapter 1. You see, in the very first chapter of the Bible, it says that God created humanity. And then the second chapter, it describes the kind of relationship that God had with humanity. But by chapter 3, humanity starts to rebel against God. Now, chapters 4 and 5 is a story of how humanity built its own identity as people who are against God and that they no longer need Him. But by the beginning of Genesis chapter 6, we see humanity start to fall apart within itself. And this is what God felt about that. The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. The word for regret right there in the original language doesn't really have a good English translation. The word has many nuances, but one of them is that he felt like he made a mistake. And the words deeply troubled could also be translated as grief. Had God not created humanity, would he have ever experienced these painful emotions? God being perfect and being in perfect relationship with, with the Trinity, would he have ever experienced regret or grief? You see, by allowing himself to love humanity wholeheartedly, God is now opening himself up to experience pain. Now, I'm not saying that love always equates to pain, but what I am saying is that love opens you up to experiences that you may consider to be negative. And that's because love makes all of us vulnerable. Love made God vulnerable. A few years ago, when my son Justin, he was about four years old, I had to take him in to get a few shots. Now this time was different than the others because up until now, I always went with my wife. And usually he got one, maybe max two shots per appointment. But this time he was getting three and I was by myself. So as Justin and I were walking towards the, the doctor's office, I looked at him and I told him, 
today you're going to get poked three times. And Justin looked at me and said, Daddy, I'm going to be fine. I'm brave. So as we sat there and the nurse came up to us and the nurse started to roll up Justin's sleeve, Justin looked at me and said, is it okay if I look at your eyes the whole time? And I said, of course. And so the nurse pulled out her first needle and the needle went in and it came out. Justin looked at me and said, Daddy, you see, I'm fine. And then the second needle went in and the needle came out and then Justin started to cry. I told him, Justin, you're doing great. You're such a brave boy. And when the nurse pulled out the third needle, Justin grabbed my shirt, he pulled his arm away from the nurse, and he started to cry even louder. He started saying, all done, all done, all done. Now at this point, Justin was clearly afraid, and I was a wreck on the inside, but I couldn't show it to him because I felt like at least one of us had to be strong. So I looked at him again and I said, just one more buddy, we got this. We're gonna get through this. And so he slowly moved his arm back towards the nurse and his arm was visibly shaking. The needle went in and now his cries turned to screams. He shouted, I'm so sorry, daddy, I can't be brave. And that pierced my heart. Now the needles came out, the bandages went on and I picked him up. We walked out into the car, strapped him up, drove him to McDonald's and got him a little treat because that's what we do when we want to reward our kids for being brave. And then I drove him to his daycare, dropped him off, and got back in my car. Once I got back in my car, I just lost it. I wept. I cried out loud because I felt this pain in my soul that I never felt before. You see, the point of the story is before Justin was born, I never felt that before. I was fine. But because I allowed myself to love him so wholeheartedly, I was now opening myself up to experience pain in the future. You see, my love for my son made me into a vulnerable person. And maybe for you, you love somebody so wholeheartedly that when you saw them get hurt, when they started making bad decisions, it hurt your soul too. And you will also know exactly how God felt when he saw humanity falling apart right before his eyes. You see, Christmas isn't just a story about how God decided to change his home address. It's a culmination of many sacrifices that God has made to become more and more vulnerable as he fell deeper and deeper in love with humanity. God coming to earth as a human being reveals the depth of his love for humanity. God moving into our neighborhood as a baby means that he made himself so vulnerable that he had to learn how to walk and talk and read and write he became vulnerable and dependent on the very humanity that broke his heart. And from the very first day he was born, he's being chased and attacked by Herod. He was probably mocked by his neighbors because his mother was seen as an adulteress. He was being wrongfully accused and beat down by the very people he was trying to save. And eventually these wounds killed Jesus. Now you might be thinking, oh, that's not too much of a big deal because is, doesn't he resurrect at the end of the story? Well, if you read the text carefully, it says that he carried those wounds with him upon his resurrection. Christmas is the day when God, Almighty God, decided to reduce himself down to a little baby because he loved us. When we think about Christmas, we usually think about the nativity scene. And there's usually Mary and Joseph and all the animals. And at the center, there's the manger with the baby. And in some high production manger scenes, we have a light, a spotlight that's right on the baby, right there in the middle. And all this is supposed to create for us a majestic feel. 
But the scene that's described for us in the Bible wasn't meant to make Jesus' birth majestic. It was supposed to be humbling. It was supposed to be pathetic. It was supposed to be a reversal of roles. So this Christmas, let us all be reminded of how much God loves us and what He gave up for the sake of loving us. And may God, despite how much grief we have given Him, continue to show His love for you. And may you see the price that He paid so that we could all experience heaven together. Merry Christmas.